Welcome into the boardroom, Wheels premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody. Have a happy Thursday night. It is October 26th, 2023, and you're back with Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson. We're just going to jump right into the show. Boys, how you doing today? Okay, considering circumstances. I'd say so. I'm doing great because we are about 48 hours away from celebrating an Auburn victory over Mississippi State. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Don't Don't do it. Spicy with the hot take. Don't do it to us. Crazy idea. But it's going down in Jordan here this weekend. Man, a win would be great. It would be great. You want to talk about the game on Saturday a lot? Yeah, let's go ahead. Cody, have that one pulled up. Yep, stat line. Mississippi. So we went 12 for 17 passing. Not a lot. Uh, 122 yards, 153 rushing yards on 39 rushing attempts. It's kind of par for the course this season, but I don't think it's sustainable and hasn't worked out for us yet. Nelson, I know we're going to talk a lot about the passing game. We are. We are. I'm going to let you start. Uh, I mean, we got to throw the ball. Like, I, 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 I really <laughs> – Breaking. Like, I really don't. Like, uh, Auburn's a running school. We've run the ball. Like, we have, like, so many, like, legendary running backs – we won't be a serious team until we try to throw the football. Like, even just try. Like, try, please. We were third and six. Third and six after a false start on third and one. And we ran the ball up the middle. The exact same play. That was, That's the James Franklin special. It was. We he, were loves throwing six, in the, he loves a six-yard critical down run up the middle. That was the white flag that was thrown, and that's that's what broke me. Throw the football. They don't have trust. That's, that, if I, you, I don't I, care I, I, if, if you have if, trust. If, if I do needed, not care. If you needed any <laughs> idea of what. Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery think this offense is capable of. That play just told you everything you needed to know. We got yeah. to win these four games. I don't care if you trust them or not. Okay, this is we are on equal footing these next four games. Throw the football. That's the only way we win. Yeah, only I th- way. I think so. Just talking about quarterback trust in the games leading up to today. So LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M. Peyton Thorns had a passer rating. His highest was at LSU of eighty nine. Not very good. <laughs> I mean that that's that's very low, but still he's only getting about that's, twenty attempts. That's insane. It's very bad. It's very bad. But at Ole Miss against Ole Miss, he only had thirteen attempts, but he had a hundred and forty three pass rating, which is really unreal for an Auburn quarterback in the past five years. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's almost like when you are able to spread the field out and run these RPOs, where a quarterback has a choice whether one or run or throw based off the defense. It ends up turning out pretty well. I mean, it was a two-minute draw at the end of the game where most of those yards came from, but, like, we were still able to do it. I see Auburn offenses not be able to do it and make me want to call my eyes out. So, at least we could. Yeah, I think it's I think it's bad that we're not even trying to, to pass anymore, and the trend is, is really downhill. You know, we, we threw 23 passes against Texas A&M, 20 against Georgia, 27 against LSU. Don't really, I guess most of that was garbage time probably. Yeah. And then 17 against Mississippi State oh, or Ole Miss. Um, not great. So, Nelson, you sent me some stats. I did. Oh, this well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying got, to get some, some positives here. Yeah, okay? I, got, I got a text from Nelson on Tuesday that said, I got a spicy one. And this, oh, is, boy. this is what it said. Okay, so Auburn averages impact play, which this person classifies impact play as 15-plus yards every 9.2 pass attempts. The average for the past 32 years is one every 5.7 attempts. So this is taking us – about three more plays every time to have a significant – a play that is significantly downfield. 
14 out of 18 this season have come from Peyton Thorne. So my question is, why not let him cook? He, he shows potential that he can. He was okay at Mississippi State. I pulled up his passer ratings for when he was there. Nothing to gawk over, but we don't need him to be an all-star quarterback. We need him to be 120 passer rating, throw two interceptions a game, but pass for 250 yards. I think it's a good trade. The Kirk Cousins special. Yeah, I, don't, the Kirk Cousins I, I legitimately special. don't know if he's capable of that. Because he showed that at Michigan State. Uh, he had Kenneth Walker and Keon Coleman. Those guys are not on this team. And, that, and that's not on Thorne. I, I mean, listen, the wide receiver room is the most talent-deficient room on this team, especially when it comes to game execution. I mean, you could talk about the run defense, and that's an issue as well. There is really no... X receiver, you have Javarius Johnson and and Jay Fair in the slot who are great. They're both they're both solid slot receivers. You do not have a big guy to go up and be able to catch the ball down the field and make plays. That's why Peyton Thorne refuses to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Anytime he takes a shot, it is right on the sideline where if anyone's going to get it, it's only going to be his guy. And I appreciate that that conservativeness, but we got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose I, I, because he's got to show something in these next two weeks. For me, whether we got to win games. Or if we if we lose one or both of these next two games, we're probably not making a bowl. And for me, you may as well just throw Holden Garner out and see what you got. For me, I'm thinking Hank Brown, honestly. Proves a lot. but it, He has it, no interceptions in his career. That is, a, that is a fact. Fact or fiction? Fact. Well, I'm looking at Peyton Thorne. I'm looking at his stats. Hey, he's got the James Winston special right now. Same amount of touchdowns and interceptions. 30, the 30-30 season? The 30-30 season. Ratio. However, if I, we had a 30-30 season, I'm okay with that. So, However, five and five season, it's exactly. not gonna cut it. That's through, what I'm saying. Through you gotta, seven games, you gotta air it out. You gotta get him into a rhythm. You gotta get, I mean, we we run the ball with every first down. Give him like a little short pass. Let some guys try to at least to get some some yards after catch. I mean, at least attempt. If all else fails, split the tight ends out wide. They've been catching the ball reliably. Split them out wide. Boom. See what happens. If you see him in the- <laughs> I, I think one of the things that and I think we've heard Hugh Freeze kind of hint at this this week is we got to see a little bit of tempo. We we tried, and I I appreciate it because this is what I vouched for last week. Hold the ball, run the ball, let the clock run. That doesn't work. It's not working because of the way this team is structured. The one thing that could help this pass offense, whether it's getting guys open, throwing some things that are unexpected, is running a little bit of tempo, get the defense tired, and let's run manageable routes. It's hard. We don't to- we don't need a a forty yard impact play. A fifteen yard play for this offense through the air. Is huge right now. It's huge. Hard, it's hard to get tempo too when you're switching your quarterbacks out every other position. That's, sure. that's why at the end. Sure. That's why at the end we're tired of taking the deep shots. Just go the little slant routes. Do the run the Drew Brees plays that gets him the extra yards. That's how we scored that touchdown at the end. Yeah, where we I, just kept throwing those slants and it kept working because our receivers can't get open deep. Yeah, I saw something the other day. It was you know my thought the whole game was is there's no rhyme or reason to how they're pulling putting these guys in or out. I saw something Monday or Tuesday that said when it was a third down play and either Robbie or Asher when they swapped if Robbie came in it was every time it was a rush play if Peyton came in every time it was a pass play so we're basically doing the Connor Stallion and tipping them off ourselves. <laughs> we're not even having they don't even have to steal wow. the signs. Wow. We're, even, wow. we're just giving it catching strays. So, yeah, I, I agree though. I mean, there's no you got you got to at least give. I, I, you got to go into this Mississippi State game fresh and give one guy. I hope it would be Thorne, because we've seen Robbie in a in a full time starter role, and he's not good enough to beat a, a decent at this FCC point. Team. Yeah, go out and and run 
whatever you want to run, let Thorne play for the first half and see where we're at. If it's a if it's a 6-3 game with, with Mississippi State and you got to win this one at home, I'm fine in the second half if we go back to kind of switching in and out. But but give him 30 minutes of game clock and, and just see what he can do without that pressure and tell him that. Tell both quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and going back to the tempo part, uh, going back into my like, memory library from about around uh, fall camp or whatever, uh, there was a, a little a little source from the inside message boards, but um, <laughs> oh boy, saying that the offense, like a report from like uh, scrimmage, saying that the offense ran up and down the field while running tempo. Then when they slowed the ball down, slowed the plays down, they got stalled out. It's almost like that's what we see, what we see in the game every Saturday. It's almost like what yeah. we see that. Any final thoughts on this one? We just need to. I just yeah, we need to play better because we can't we can't do that same game against an Arkansas and expect to win. Yeah, no, I hope but I also can. I also want to. I don't think it can say something nice about the Auburn Tigers. Jarquez Hunter looked a lot better. He did. And he did to hold Elaine Kiffin offense to twenty eight points, considering how well Dart and Judkins were playing. Defense did its job. Other side of the ball has got to pick it up. Yes, very fair. This week though, we move on. We move at home again against Mississippi State. We're favored by a touchdown, and I want to bring us into this one with a quote we got. Oh boy, out of our our dear friend Jalen Simpson, and. Open, open, open the quotation marks here. Here we go. Ever since I've known Plankton, dude's had one goal. Get the Krabby Patty secret formula. He don't stop. Every episode, he's on it. Need to get that Plankton mentality every game. Beautiful words. Dog. Inspiring My voice Jalen Simpson. If you had told me that that was a famous poet or like Mark Twain or something, I would have believed it. That is, that is exquisite. Auburn man Jalen Simpson. Jalen Simpson for Poet Laureate of the U.S. This, exactly right. I want to run yeah. through a pineapple wall now. That was insane. <laughs> this, this over under is Big Ten-esque. 41. Yeah. Oh. I, well, oh. yeah. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. Uh, you know, it might be like the Arkansas Mississippi State game last week that had a total of uh, ten points. Yeah, is Will Dude, Rogers I, playing? I, I, he I is don't. Playing, I think. I, I think. I, heard, I mean, I don't think we've had a confirmation yet, but it's been. I don't know, and I guess I don't know. It's probably better than knowing. We're on a two-game win streak. We're on a four-game heater. So, hey, hey, <laughs> the mighty Auburn Tigers are here to get on into to the uh, win column right here. Okay, I, I, I sense, I sense we'll come out with some urgency. Um, yeah. Uh, I also sense that the home environment won't be nearly what it was last week, but I feel like we'll try to get the crowd hyped up to start the game. I can see us taking the ball first and trying to drive down the field and get some excitement going. That is what we did last week, and then we went for fourth and one on our on the 49-yard line and got stuffed. Which, but which I is like probably the right he, call. He was right just call, playing, right paying call. homage to I like, Lane I like Kiffin. The just um, <laughs> and just uh, uh, unconfirmed uh, confirmed source, uh, Hugh Freeze has said that nobody has been able to confirm if Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers is out. Him and the defense are preparing for both Rodgers and former Vanderbilt quarterback Mike Wright. And it's the same thing. I mean, the defense should be fine with that because it's the same kind of deal as Thorne and Ashford. I mean, one's run heavy uh, and the other pass heavy. Now, Thorne isn't the quarterback what Rodgers is, but it's the same kind of kind of scheme related. So, I don't think there should be too big of a hiccup there. Um, I think I'd rather face Mike Wright than Will Rodgers any day of the week. I watched some of that game last week, both live and in review. And it's set my like football like perception back forty years. Uh, that was more bad offense than good defense, which is good. 
Uh, but we've also watched it out in our own field a bunch. So we'll we'll, we'll see who's worse on offense my, on Saturday. My thing is Will Rogers plays. We have to defend the middle of the field better. I feel like every time someone gets the ball, that's how Brock Bowers was able to get. Yeah. Besides like those one or two deep shots, he just got so much production. We don't have really anyone playing in the middle, whether it be a middle linebacker or a safety coming down. It's always the, one of the two safeties having to come down and tackle that middle of the field. Like, why not just cover that? Because they're giving up five, ten yards on some plays through that middle of the field. Yeah, the linebacking core did not have a great game last week. Eugene Asante definitely got cooked a couple times in coverage. I don't expect that to keep up. Um, but but I agree. We've got it. The linebackers have got to be able to cover the middle of the field better, um, not just on the pass because Judkins had a ton of runs up the gut. That I mean, the, where there was one on third and twenty-one, they got a first down. That that stuff kind of can't happen, even if you're playing an inept offense like ours. They're catching too much. You're a linebacker. You gotta have that mentality. You gotta hunt on definitely uh, yeah. in the run game. Yep. And Eugene Asante was a little bit too aggressive uh, on one play at the end of that game, but <sighs> yeah. I would I would like more of that mentality going forward. Look like room. our flag football team trying to tackle the other day. Couldn't do <laughs> too it. Too soon. Too soon. Hey, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> well, some of us made our tackles. Hey, 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 hey come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, circumstances, circumstances. Okay. Uh, Is that Eli Apple or Nelson or? <laughs> oh, okay. But do we okay. want to give picks for this one real quick before we go to break? Yeah, we'll go quick, Connor. Uh, minus six and a half. Yeah, minus six and a half. I like Auburn to win, and I love Auburn to cover. 24-10, Auburn. Fighting war eagles. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going Auburn, but I'm taking the points, Mississippi State. Ah, uh, no. Auburn man pick here. We're going to cover. I don't know, man. I just can't. Nothing the offense. We couldn't even. We could barely scored 14 We points. scored triple the amount of points they did last week. That's my hope. But I don't know. But we have to score. I'm not saying we're going to score a lot, but I we're going to score Ellis. You have to score to cover. Must win. It's must it's win. A, it is a hundred percent. Can't must lose. Win. Can't lose or must win. You cannot make. Oh, you it's cannot. A, be, it's, it's it's a must win. We cannot be Birmingham win. Bowl runners up if we don't have this game. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're gonna head to our first break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back. We have more college football and NFL talk coming up. So stick around. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody, on this lovely Thursday evening here in the Melton Student Center in the Bradley Basin Studio. I'm Grace Blankberg. Alongside me, still Connor Greenberg, Nelson Early, and Kyle Davis. That last time we talked about Auburn's loss versus Ole Miss, and we previewed Auburn versus Mississippi State. But now we're getting into more of our college football talk. So, Kyle, kicking it over to you. First game, we're going to start last week's big noon kickoff. Penn State at Ohio State loses 20-12. I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know about you guys because I literally wrote it down. Um, I'm the only one in the group who had Ohio State in the playoff. This was a huge win for the brand. Now, what if, Mich- if Michigan ends up having some sanctions, I we we will revisit this because I did not. I'm having a recount. I don't know. Having a recount. But I think I, and this is an honest question for you, Kyle. Yep. They did get the win. Are you more or less confident that they could beat Michigan in Ann Arbor after that game? I don't think Ohio State is beating Michigan. I don't think Michigan will be allowed to play in the playoff. Ohio wow. State Buckeyes going to sneak in. There. Hey, the Iowa but, Hawkeyes. But, if, but the, they still the have Iowa to play. Hawkeyes. They still have to play, oh, but they and lost, they will they, lose. They lost Minnesota so if, and Nelson. But if they so. still lose, they're not getting to the playoff. If, if a one-loss Ohio State, and then they'll play someone else in the Big Ten Championship game because Michigan will be, have a postseason ban. That Kirk Wait, Frank. they won't even play in the Big Ten Kirk Championship Frank's game. Kirk last chance. They'll, but, but they they will play the in the place of Michigan against Iowa, and they'll go to the playoff. Kirk Ten, one loss Big Ten Kirk, champion is making it over a one loss ACC. Kirk champion. Frentz getting one last chance to hit his needed point He's going to have to fire Brian. his son. Uh, dude, that, that game was so stinky. All time quote by, uh, by Allard for Penn State I sucked. And he did. <laughs> he did. He did suck. 
And I mean, and the media are also hyping him up as well. Ma- uh, uh, shout out former Miami Hurricane coach Manny Diaz, who's the Penn State defensive coordinator. That's the best defense in college football. They are very good. But they couldn't handle Maserati Mars. Oh, my God. Gus Johnson does a great job of just inserting himself I into l- all these calls. Yeah. He does I a, love he Gus has- Johnson, but that was a lot. Ooh, it was rough. Uh, about, as rough as, as, about as rough as the game went. It was uh, pretty disgusting. It was typical Big Ten. Uh, what was it? 20 to 12? 2012. Yeah. That was a disgusting score. Yeah. Nasty. We move on, though. We move. Utah at USC wins away 34-32. What did you think, Nelson? It was, it was like, like walking in walking into supermarket and going straight to Deli Isle because I watched a lot of Swiss cheese in this game. The <laughs> USC defense is bad. I knew it. I said it last week. People were saying I knew it. Um, USC's bad defense. Uh, Utah, they always play tough. Kyle uh, Whittingham, great head coach. Uh, destroy Lincoln Riley, who apparently is now sick and can't talk to the media. So – I think we have he's, some trouble in paradise. Sick getting, he's in sick of Los getting Angeles. cooked by Bill Plaschke. Uh, if he wants to save his job, he needs to fire Alex Grinch. That guy is the worst defensive coordinator in college football. Um, I actually, I, unfortunately, I agree with Urban Meyer on a take. I think Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in college football. That's mm. uh, there's, there's a good. Mm. There's, there's a he's good. not the best recruiter. Kyle Kirby Billingham? Smart. Kirby Smart. The Arizona State coach. No, Kyle Whittingham's the Kyle. Utah coach. Oh, sorry. No, I was no thinking Dillingham. Knowledge. Sorry. I was thinking uh, I was mistaking no Dillingham. Calm down. Keep exposing Calm yourself. down. Listen, Griggs, if you're gonna cook our flag football team, at least have knowledge about college football. Okay. <laughs> I do have knowledge about college football. <laughs> um, like my playoff team didn't lose this week, Connor. Did yours? Oh. oh. To, the, to the glorious oh. Virginia Cavaliers, we will take that win. But at what cost? Wahoo wah. <laughs> at what cost? Back to my original point. At what cost? Kyle Whittingham has done more with less at Utah, despite the fact that they get to lease out uh, some trucks to all their players. That team is just good. And we'll get in, might get into that pick for that game later, so a uh, little, little tease for you there. Utah is really good. Will they ever have enough to, to get through the Pac-12 schedule this year? Probably not. But I think looking when they move to the Big 12 – they could be a team that's going to contend for the Big 12 pretty much every, every year. Every year. Every year. And in a 12-team yeah. playoff, Kyle Whittingham will get the respect he deserves because they're going to be a staple. I want Cam Rising to come back next year because him being out for the year sucks. He'll probably get a medical redshirt. Uh, if he was on the team this year, I, that probably would have been my playoff pick over Washington. Soupy. They're a dog. He's a dog. They're a dog. They're a tough team. And playing in Pac-12, if you're a tough team that has a decent offense and a great defense, you're probably going to go a long way. Because you're like the anti of everything else in that league, especially against Lincoln Riley, who doesn't even know what defense is. Uh, so yeah, I, no, I watched the end of that game. USC threw that one away on that targeting call. Yeah, that it was like third and like fifteen in I think it Utah twenty something. Yeah, and was, Utah came bad. back. But credit to Utah. I mean, again, without Cam Rising doing all this, pretty impressive. So we move to this week. Speaking of the uh, Big Twelve. Oklahoma at Kansas. Oklahoma had a scare this past week. The line's nine in their favor, but it's at Kansas. I'm a little concerned about it. Powerhouse. And I forgot to have this one on the pick so hold on to your takes for that. Florida, Georgia at Florida. Oh, come on. Georgia minus 14 and a half in the swamp. Nope. 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 Whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, come neutral on, site. Kyle. Neutral site. Kyle. Right. So, We're falling apart. The We're falling apart. cocktail party? Yes. Correct? Yes. Yeah. For okay. Georgia fans. God. Florida fans. Nelson, what's it like being the only people in the studio that understand college Okay. Football? Okay. Insane. Hey, watch that. Nelson, our teams haven't lost. I got a little yet, flustered. Got a little flustered. Georgia, Florida? Uh, anyway. so, uh, man, I really, I really want to like, I think that Florida can cover in this game. Uh, Brock Bowers being out's big. Uh, but I think, uh, Carson Beck is just another, 
reincarnation if that's invented. Is that the more you doubt him, the more he's going to play pretty well. Yeah. So I I had okay. a feeling a couple weeks ago in Athens where I was like, Kentucky is sort of a pesky SEC team. They're not great, but they've kind of gotten a couple wins. Maybe I'll pick Kentucky to cover. And Georgia boat raced them by like 30. I think the same thing happens here. Maybe it's a little pesky for the first quarter, and Georgia, I think, covers this one pretty easily. E- even with a terrible – even with um, even with a good quarterback, I still think Florida's just terrible. One like, one one Grant Mertz stat that I, that I saw that I also used to kind of prop up Thorne earlier. Uh, he does check down a lot, but his like against Georgia, you cannot turn the ball over. He has the lowest interceptable pass like percentage in the nation. It's like well, it's under pretty easy 1. versus the East, man. Yeah, he's hey, has, he hasn't hey, played Georgia yet. Well, I, I mean, but he's played some decent teams. I mean, he has uh, played Utah. He's played Utah. The mighty, yeah, and they lost that one. Yeah, but he didn't throw a pick. Uh, are you sure about that? Uh, an interceptable ball. I mean, I'll look at come that. on. Uh, but, again, I think Napier's got this year and potentially six games next year to try to keep it just because that's a program that's historic within the, in the 21st century, and they just haven't really done anything since the COVID year with the shoe throw. So Legendary. Legendary so, I mean, they've not done really anything since that. So, yeah, I'm just Georgia to cover by by, by a large margin. Okay, NFL. Whoa, 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 Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, do what? What are your thoughts on the game? Well, I I think Georgia is teetering on falling apart every week. I I you know that's kind of my hot take. But if you look at their SRS ranking, they're like twelfth. So that's like strength of schedule and offensive efficiency is is in that. They're they're not very good. So I think in a in a some some would say a hostile environment. It's in the state of Florida. Oh, Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville, baby. I could see them slipping up. I can see them slipping up. They're I think it'll be closer. I'm gonna t- I, if I, we were picking that game, I would take Florida with a point. They're gonna slip up. I just don't think it'll be this game. I I agree, and I do not think they're the number one team in the country. Hundred percent. But I they're think not. they're significantly better than Florida because most teams in college football are. Good hey, point. they're not number one in, in the BCS rankings. That's all that matters to me. Big BCS guy. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we moved to the NFL. We're gonna talk. Go quick through a couple games from last week. Lions Ravens. This was a trouncing. We picked this on the pick'em. Um, three of the four of us picked the Lions. Nelson, the eerily picked the Ravens. Nelson, hey, hey, have what your can minute. I say? My ball knowledge on on uh, not college football. Maybe it's it's cheating a little bit. But when the payers get actually get paid, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, this is more of a it's more of a Ravens highly questionable. It's more of a Ravens were really good in this game than the Lions were bad. I just think that they finally put a full game together. Lamar. Was a dog in this game. Their defense were dogs in this game. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that they just, Dan Campbell got run over that bad. I would uh, not expect that. First, first half, Lamar Jackson. That the first half of that game. MVP. MVP. 100. He is was every bit as good as any quarterback in the NFL in that first half. Why their offense doesn't run like that more often? Because their number two option is Odell Beckham at 80 years old. But they didn't need him. Uh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is. Going to be a very good wide receiver in this league. Mark Andrews is still good. They don't even have a real running back. I mean, Gus Edwards, Edwards. and Justice Hill as a rotation is crazy. The The rumor mills that they're going to get Derrick Henry. If they get Derrick Henry and Todd Munkin calls the offense like he did in the first half, I would not want to play them in the playoffs. If it's anything like what Howie Roseman got for their corner safety or whatever it was, Kevin it's, it's going to be like a bag Kevin of Byard. chips and like a seventh-round pick hey, <laughs> for Derrick Henry. You know, the, everybody's going to talk about Let's be careful. It's not Travis Cheeto season. <laughs> let's, Alabama let's, fraud, Derrick Henry. Let's let's be careful. He's de- I think Derrick Henry is about to fall off the cliff. Everybody's been saying that for the past he's two been years. Getting, he's, he's been getting out uh, out snapped by uh, by Spears back there. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is time to cash out. 
on to the last one. Last one from last week. We're going to make this one kind of quick. Dolphins and the Eagles. Dolphins, we thought we scored a lot, only scored 17. You build a team from the inside out. The trenches dominated for the Birds in this game. Uh, maybe some questionable calls, but the ball didn't uh, lie, so uh, you kind of can't put the maybe. game on that. Uh, Owen on dominated. Uh, Birds won by a lot. I think, it. again, it kind of brought up the fact how Miami really hasn't played anyone yet. All their teams, they played the best team they played was, what, the Chargers? And then, like, every other team was, like, the worst couple teams in the NFL. Yeah, I think it was a reality check for the Dolphins. Got to note that Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey both didn't play, which when you're facing Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, that matters. Um, very, very questionable officiating. Couldn't tell you the last time I watched an NFL game and a team did not get called for a single penalty. That's insane. Little um, fishy. Just, but little fishy. Coach, but little the Eagles were, the, Eagles were the better team, as they should be at home in a primetime game. The Kelly Green uh, logo on the field, jerseys, is worth at least two touchdowns. When I was picking that game, if I had known that the old – Bird logo was going to be on the field would not have picked. The That's dolphins. what I'm saying. Excuses. If, excuses. if I would have known sorry, Independence, sorry, Mrs. Greenberg. If if, if, <laughs> if I knew Independence was flying before that game, I pick the Eagles every time. Nelson, please give us back our eagle. Hey. It, yeah, that's we raise. It helps raise money and awareness for the Raptors we, Center. Okay, we need to win. Hey, hey, hey Connor, if you don't want that, pay him five thousand dollars, and they won't do it. Just do that. Hey, it's no longer a tradition that's uniquely Auburn. Yeah, it's not uniquely Auburn anymore. Well, they need money to survive, so give them money. We, we, we got to still pay back Byron Haskins. Jimmy Rain, if you're listening, oh. buff up some money. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, uh, what is the thing? I have one, but what cost for the Eagles? <laughs> hey, win some ball games. Failed nice. verbal meme right there, Griggs. <laughs> we look forward. Person. We, we look forward. We're going to talk one game before we go to this next break. I know this is one you guys want to talk about. Texans at the Panthers. All right, let me start. Nope, I'm going to start. Griggs, uh, Griggs, he's going to get to start. The Houston Houston Texans are favored three points in Carolina. Griggs. A new era starts. 0-6 does not matter. We have a new play caller. Frank Reich is no longer calling plays. This game means something to me. (laughs) (laughs) I need this one pretty bad. Um... Yeah, I mean Bryce has been good this these past couple games. I mean the way he's been throwing, especially to Adam Thieland, uh, uh, the way he's been throwing time. to Adam Thieland. Let me finish, please. Has he been, the way he's been throwing to the other team. I'm gonna mute you, everyone. <laughs> the way he throws to Adam Thielen right there. And I mean, we get Miles Sanders back this week, but Chuba Hubbard's looked Whoa, pretty good Miles this past. Sanders. Chuba Hubbard looks pretty Sorry. good these past couple weeks. So, I mean, I think we got a chance to win this one, but I'm, I mean it's in Carolina, so yeah, I'm gonna take Carolina plus three and a half, and I think they will win outright and. The Bryce Young winning era will officially start, and now I will unmute these two. Uh, the Texans are well. <laughs> they are silencing team. the Stroud boys. This is disgusting. This is a enormous legacy game for Bryce Young Huge. and the entire Carolina Panthers franchise. You mortgaged the future, gave all this up just to take the wrong quarterback and see. Uh, Stroud. My quarterback can pass an eighth grade reading test, unlike some other quarterbacks. Oh, so that matters. Uh, uh, how many wins do you have? That's right, zero, and we'll always have zero. We don't for this play year. in the AFC South. We don't get to listen, play Gardner Minshew in the Colts teams. every single listen, week. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> You can't argue that Bryce Young's played better than C.J. Stroud if you have any knowledge of football. I'm not going to say that there's six games. I'm saying the competition's been more, harder. If C.J. Stroud goes out on the field and humiliates the Panthers and Bryce Young. What's humiliate to you then? Uh, if C.J. Stroud goes for 300, two-plus t- two touchdowns, no turnovers, and Bryce Young turns the ball over three times. If that happens, I will buy a C.J. Stroud jersey. Not, no, no, 300 jersey. yards and, and Bryce Young has three, uh, three interceptions. 
Three turnovers. Three turnovers. I'll three turnovers along with 300 yards from Stroud and three touchdowns. Heard it here first. Okay. And okay. To be clear, the Texans are right, going to win Before we go to break, he said 300 yards for Stroud with three touchdowns. No, two plus. Two plus touchdowns. No, no he turnovers. said three. I'm doing three. No, he said two. He said, said two. Two, two fake plus. News. Fake news. Fake he said news. two plus with 300 yards passing? Yes. Passing. Uh, we'll say total. We'll say no, total. we're not saying total. I'm not doing passing. that. Passing. 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 And three interceptions for Bryce Young. I will get a Stand CJ Stroud on the jersey. Brand. So with that, we've been a little bit, little bit too long, but with that, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll have more talk about the NBA, MLB, maybe some more football, and in the end, we'll get to our picks. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, ladies and gentlemen. The second half of the show starts right now again with Kyle, Connor, Griggs, and Nelson. Let's get right into it. This segment... We're talking about the MLB first, is that correct, Kyle? Yep, World Series. We're going to make predictions. It's going to be worth two points in the pick em. One Ooh, point if you get the correct team. One point if you get the correct team. You get the second point if you get the correct team and you say how many games. So, for example, let's say Rangers in five. If you get both those right, you get two points. What about like, the Phillies in six? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. They lost to the Diamondbacks? They were up three two to the bank and lost two in a row. Impossible! I thought the, the, the word, I thought the bank was the best uh, home field advantage in the entire MLB. What happened? What happened? Uh, what happened was the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies beat the Braves. So we're I'm talking about sure. the World Series in the NLCS. But I'm not sure I mean, why you're. you're I'm, pretty oh. sure the, I'm pretty sure the Phillies have made it far in the Braves in the two, two the past, years. But, but, oh, two oh, or, oh, or two oh, wait, does Bryce Harper have a ring? Orlando oh, Arce does. Bryce Harper does it. I mean, does Orlando Arcee really? That's the same. That's the same. He thing has the saying, ring. He has the ring. That's the same thing as saying Carson Wentz has a ring from the Eagles. He does, though. He does. He had a good year that year. He does. Oh God. City of Philadelphia in shambles. The hater aid is flowing through Nelson. Hey, uh, this is the one who's cheering. Sa- you're cheering for. You're an Eagles fan. <laughs> hey, hey. Left brain, right, right brain. Okay, separated. That separates two. Okay. All I'm right. just, I'm just happy. All right, let's just go ahead. What's your World Series prediction? Just go uh, ahead. Stop so waffling. I'll go. I'll go Rangers in six. Mm. Rangers in six. Connor. I wanted to go Rangers in six, but you got to have a bullpen in November. And you just saw the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen go into Citizens Bank with Seawald and Ryan Thompson and I forget the other guy's name. They've gone in and basically after the sixth inning been lights out. The Rangers bullpen, uh, as a Yankees fan, I am scarred from a role as Chapman for life. So I my 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 head is telling me that the Rangers will win in six, but I'm going to take Diamondbacks in seven. Ooh. Yikes. Ooh. All right. Um, Zach Gallon has been the best pitcher in the OMB this year. I think he'll win the Cy Young for the NL for Ooh. sure. I think he's still the best pitcher uh, in the Garrett, NBA. Did um, Garrett Cole die? Uh, did Garrett Cole make the playoffs? No, but he's going to win the Cy Young. Oh, no, he was but the Bra- best pitcher in baseball. Uh, but guess what? Zach Gallon has more to add to his resume, unlike Garrett Cole, who was sitting on his couch starting Garrett, in Garrett mid-August. Already, Garrett Cole is already um, a World Series champion for, for what it's worth. Oh, so you're counting that now. So now he'll be an Astros fan. Hate the Astros, but if you're gonna act like he doesn't have that on his resume, that's just a, another. What is that? The fifth example tonight of how you have bang, 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 bang. Aroldis Chapman won me a ring, lost you one, so there's that. But um, <laughs> I'm going Diamondbacks in six. I again, I think their bullpen is incredible. Zach Allen's been is my pitcher of the year. Corbin Carroll, it will be a future NL MVP in the next three to four years. I am confident in that. And then Kento Marte has just been. Hitting the baseball like crazy, so yeah, I'm going Diamondbacks at six. Yeah, the instincts for me says it's going to be the Rangers. Watching the Diamondbacks game seven the other day, I was like, uh oh, could be the Diamondbacks, but I'm sticking with my intuition. Rangers in six with Nelson. So we're hoping for the same head. thing. 
Came so we got higher. We, we yeah, take me open. higher. We got a split boardroom right it's now. Damon Bag is tough to pick against Creed, but I just the bullpen for Arizona. Where the it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. Whoa, we're going to get copyrighted. Hey, no, hey, hey. Whoa. Constructive. Constructive. All right, what's up next, Kyle? NBA. NBA. Don't really have a direction for this. I know Connor wants to talk about his 1-0 Phoenix Suns that are going to lose tonight. <laughs> they and are then, probably going to lose tonight. Yeah. Because Devin Booker and Bradley Beal aren't playing. Devin Booker is so good at basketball. Mm. He is so good. And through one game, the DeAndre Ayton for Nurkic swap is looking Fantastic, Nurkic, much better fit for the team. But uh, assuming he's healthy, he's gonna he's gonna skip the game tonight. We don't we shouldn't really need him to beat LeBron because that guy's like fifty five um, and washed. Hey, respect, hashtag, respect my king. Please. Hashtag LaWash King. Um, Twenty one points, eight, re- eight rebounds, and five assists. Um, very yeah, hashtag, he's Lawash. hashtag LaWash. The Lakers. I am so excited to watch Devin Booker in this offense with Bradley Beal because you you literally just cannot guard this team. Well. You have three. You, yes, yes. You, you can. have three Hall of Fame scores and Nurkic and Josh Okoge cleaning up on the boards. This team is gonna. I mean, we had sixty-one points the first half with no Bradley Beal. All right, Kai, were you raising your hand? For yeah, uh, yeah. You can. You cannot guard this team in the first what six minutes of the quarter. But as soon as that bench unit comes on, I, it's over. They got to. They'll block a YMCA as better hoopers. I, I, will, I don't understand this. I will say one thing about the Suns. Um, they have to get better in the third quarter. I mean, I get that won't happen Agreed. throughout the week. And that's, that's the Warriors. You can't, you can't that drop. Warriors. You can, that's true, but this is one of the better teams in the West, so it's kind of be kind of what you see going through. And so, you you can't play like that against Denver and expect to win Agreed. at all. Agreed. But yep. Yep. you also have to acknowledge the rotations are not the same. With that is Bradley true. Beal not yeah. eating thirty five minutes, mm-hmm. which pushes Grayson Allen to the bench. Listen, I, I'm not going to pretend like I like Grayson Allen. He's not a bad bench guy. Yuta Watanabe is going to be very good for us. I don't. I don't love Drew Eubanks. The fact that we tampered to get him is yeah, it's for lost below second round pick. Borderline embarrassing. But um, Eric Gordon is going to be. He did not shoot the ball well the other night. He's going to be a great veteran piece off the bench. the The Suns' depth concerns. I'm. I'm really just not buying it. Uh, you had a couple guys. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, who we was the kind of the the back half of the Bradley Beal trade. He played really well. He's a good young guy. He's a good spark off the bench. So. I think the Suns bench con- the the comments are way overblown, and I think to that begin with, when you hit the playoffs, no one's running a nine ten man rotation. The thing and is, our, the, and our top eight is as good, if not better, than anybody. I in the will. NBA. Th- I do think that they might, depending on where they're sitting at in the season, they're definitely making the playoffs. But where they're sitting at in the season, with in terms of like depth, kind of thing, like does this Grayson Allen thing work out? They may look in the trade market a little for bit, sure. and he's rumored to be swapped for T.J. McConnell to get kind of a more natural point guard, which I don't think you need that much. Um, but the buyout market, especially, is going to be huge for this team. Is it sun in here? Because we're pumping some sunshine. All right, we're pumping some sunshine. <laughs> well, you want to pump some sunshine. pump some sunshine on the Oklahoma City Thunder? Okay, Ooh. we got some young studs. Okay, walked in Chicago, beat them to a pulp to the point to where they shunned their head coach to have a players-only meeting in the first game of the year. Insane, insane, insane. Um, deep into submission. Love to see it. Uh, you got, uh, you got Shagos, Shagos. Jay Gilgeous Alexander. Sorry, I'm talking talking too fast. I'm too excited about it, okay? He's the MVP caliber player. (laughs) He is. You got Josh Giddy handling the ball, passing around. You got uh, the rookie sensation, Chet Holgram, who did get crossed. He got crossed against Andre Drummond. Yeah, that was not good. But hey, he dropped uh, like 15 points. Yes, he got hurt last year. By LeBron. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) LeBron uh, assaulted uh, Chet Holgram. Now, again, like kind of of the same thing, but with the Suns, just finding that bench depth. I mean, when. 
your best uh, player off the bench is hold on. What what even is his name? Casey Owens. Casey Wallace. Isaiah Joe. Casey uh, Wallace and Casey Wallace. Sorry. Isaiah, oh wow. Why didn't Isaiah Davis Bertans play? Uh, so our coach has this like great thing where he runs different bench rotations every twenty games to kind of get a little feel for the analytics and see who plays best or whatever. So we uh, we sat some guys. Today, who, is, who is the uh, Thunder's coach, Nelson? Uh, it's a long name. Mark, it's Mark, Mark I, I'm not even tried that last Mark name. Dag- it's a long name. It's a long name. I like Davis Bertans. No, no, I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's probably my favorite player. That's like not on my favorite team or someone that Nelson doesn't like a lot, but. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul. Yeah, Shea Gilders Alexander, electric last season. Um, all right, now my time. Two minutes to pump some sunshine for the Hornets. Beat the Hawks. Insane performance. Trey Young, the most overrated player in the National Basketball Association. Twenty-three points. Fourteen of those were off free throws, where he gets every call merchant he, he wishes. Four for nineteen. One for nine from three. His first four, three and his only three came in the fourth quarter. And LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets take down the Atlanta Hawks to start the season 1-0. That's probably the first time it's happened in probably close to five years, I think, maybe. P.J. Washington, SEC legend, 25 points, 12 of 18 shooting. Gordon Hayward, not injured for once, is amazing, 10 points. LaMelo only had 15. That's gonna, we, we, those will get better. That will get better. And then Terry Rozier, 24 points. And then off the bench, the number two overall pick, one and zero over the number one overall pick. It was zero and one. Brandon Miller, thirteen points, five and nine, three of seven. His first shot in the NBA was a cast three pointer and the mellow ball alley oop to Brandon Miller. Mm. I've needed a sports win for a long time, and this one. Oh, Man United had a huge win on Tuesday. That no is one true. cares shout, about the pay football. Shout out Andre, Andre Onana, Onana and Alejandro Gonacho for scuffing the penalty spot and Harry Maguire. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Slab, Nelson, Slabinho. Nelson is mad, but We've no. Um, I, I, how does it feel to sell your soul to the devil? Because you're, you're whoa, whoa, whoa. Your favorite, Let's watch it. You, you have Bryce Young and Brandon Miller to Alabama. I thought you were an quote Auburn unquote, student. Super I am an Auburn student, but I've, I've never shied away, uh, shied away from the fact that I cared more about my professional teams than my college. Oof. But if you truly cared about your professional teams, wouldn't you not want them to take Alabama pro players because they just? Don't I mean, I didn't hear well. a single I mean, word about Scoot Henderson the other night. Uh, Auburn legend, Scoot hey, Henderson. Auburn, played yet. Growing pains, growing pains. The, 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 the but worst JT rookies, Thorne, uh, the worst uh, Auburn, slow. Auburn minute. Or JT Thorne did play pretty decent. I it's think if Thorne. he gets Thor, I, I don't know why I keep saying Thorne. <laughs> JT Thor, no, no he, did, he's in your head. he did play. He did play good. I think he could be a solid backup or third backup five for the team. Not go down to Greensboro this year, but I'm realistic about the Hornets. They'll be a, at most a playing team this season. What but, else? What else happened in the, in the association? I mean, Victor. Uh, Victor I, started slow. Victor had 15 points, but it had the exact same stat line as Tim Duncan in his first. Very game. entertaining so, too. It was a great game. I mean, Luka went uh, ballistic in that last like five minutes. Uh, yeah, Luka Doncic is probably He's a so top good. five player in He's the so NBA. Good. And shout out the fans in Denver. For chanting, who's your daddy Ooh. at the Lakers? That is Chef's awesome. Kiss. That Chef's is kiss. so incredible because you had like first take in some of those shows saying, is the next game, is the next game against the Suns a must win for the Lakers? One game in because they the Denver fans chanted, who's your daddy? Um, it's ESPN. Also, Their commentary I, is like, we, uh, it's the age of like five year olds, are commentary. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Data Davis, uh, absolutely absent in second half. It's right. insane how you get paid so much to just not be good. What were you gonna say, Kyle? Oh, I was just gonna say I think the Nuggets are gonna be unstoppable again this year. Yeah, no, I've I think NBA champion. If we'll do a quick five second preview on who we think is gonna win, I think Nuggets are going back to back easy. Yeah, Nuggets. I really hope as basketball fans we get a Nuggets Suns uh, 
series <laughs> as, as basketball, basketball fans. Because as, that series, as basketball. That series fans. will be the two best teams in the NBA. I'm <laughs> thinking what, five, Nuggets in five maybe? Uh, four, baby. Um, if we're lucky. Uh, unlike years in the past, like the, the past like, year or two where it felt like there was a ton of parity to the NBA, it feels like Nuggets, Suns, Bucks, Celtics – are both the two best teams in their respective conference? I still don't think this. I don't by this, a significant. Market. This will be my. I don't think the Celtics are going to make it to the. Uh, make it. it they might get, not. But it could stop in the Eastern Conference. It feels finals that way it, because I think the Bucks right now they're cooking. Yeah, it, it the 76ers feels, It right feels now. like a Bucks Nuggets finals. I'd like to say the Suns. Uh, maybe a Suns Bucks rematch. You get our revenge. But <laughs> who uh, knows? And with that, that's going to end our MOB talk and NBA talk. When we come back, final segment of the show, we have our picks and preview for our games that we're doing later. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the boardroom is coming up. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back to the boardroom. Final segment of the show here again. Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's our picks for the weekend. Kyle, you want to give us a quick recap of what it looked like after last week? Yeah, last week I started off so hot. I was uh, me and Greg's the only ones that picked to, or we were well, me and Greg's picked Ohio State. Um, then it went down here from there for me. Um, me and Nelson ended up one and two in college. Greg's and Connor two and one. Then we made it to the NFL. Nelson nearly goes two and zero, oh, while the rest of us go zero oh and two. Final <laughs> points for the week that puts Nelson at three, Connor and Greg's at two, and I. We won't talk about it. Mm. The leaderboard, Nelson, five, Connor tied with five, Griggs, four, and I have three. But <laughs> minor setback, major comeback. And Kyle's, First game, just for the record, Kyle's picking these games that we well, pick. I impartial. So, so you, not only do you get to pick the slate, but you're picking with us. Okay, so. all right. There, is, there should be some home, field, research. home field advantage. Exactly. No, I don't do research. I come up with stats uh, that I share with you all. Okay. First one. That is, that is true. First one, Oklahoma. Minus 10 at Texas. Here we go. Kansas has Kansas. not won. At Kansas. Kansas. Oklahoma, Kansas. Come on. Oklahoma, come Kansas. On, come on. Minus 10. Shh, give him a break, give me, guys. give me a second. Kansas has not won this matchup since 1997. And the average margin of victory since 2000, 28 points. But two years ago in Lawrence, Kansas, the margin was only 12. And last year in Norman, Oklahoma, the margin was 10. We're getting closer. Can <sighs> Kansas do it? Up against oh, this weak-ish Oklahoma team? I don't know, man. I don't know. A, this is a good I one. I don't know, Jim. This is a good one. This is a good one because I don't want to – oh, man, I don't want to touch this game. Uh, this is a burden to be in the first picker. Um, oh, man. You want to defer? You want to defer? No, no, no. I'm, I'm shooting from the hip right here. We can, um, we can switch you this week. No, 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 no. We'll alternate. Oklahoma to, to, to win. Um, to cover? With You're going to cover? With the points. Right. Okay, okay. So we I got to cover What's with the, the points. Ten? Ten, minus they, ten. They we didn't play very well last week against the Gus Bus. I think they're going to come out ready to kick some butt. Um, yeah, I'm going Oklahoma minus ten. Just Dylan Gabriel is a potential Heisman candidate. I mean, they've not lost a game yet. I mean, the the hardest game they have left is Oklahoma State maybe besides this one. Right, Something probably like the that. championship game. Yeah, probably in the championship game, which might as well be them against Texas again. So, Oklahoma's got a very legitimate shot at a playoff spot. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Oklahoma minus ten. And uh, Connor, this is this is an interesting one. I'm just looking at the the prior prior weeks. Kansas beat UCF by 29 and ran for like 300 yards against them. But I'm still gonna take Oklahoma minus ten. That. Is something. Next one, Oregon minus six and a oh, half. Wait, 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 oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Kansas with the points. I think Oklahoma. Ooh. I'm very oh, tempted. I'm very tempted. I, I'm going. I'm. I gotta make some money moves make here. Some ground up, but yeah, I, I gotta make some up. I really do think Kansas has a chance here. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm taking Kansas. This is gonna be a fourth quarter. They, they may not win, but it's gonna be close. Oregon minus six and a half at Utah. Oregon has not won in Salt Lake City since 2016. Have been lost and have lost their previous two visits, 2018 and 2021. Those are two, their last two visits. So they won in 2016, lost in 2018, lost in 2021. That was a long way of saying they struggle as of late. I got to ride with Kyle Whittingham again. I got Ooh. to. I got to. Uh, I don't know if they went out right, but they definitely cover. Um, Oregon's an interesting team because they kind of do well in both. They have a decent defense and a very good offense. I, there's just one team that every team's kryptonite. I think Utah's Oregon's kryptonite. I think they win. I think Utah's that for a lot of different teams as well. I think Oregon's one of them. That's why I'm going to go Utah. What is it? Plus three and a half? Six Minus. And a half. Oh, yeah. Plus six and a half. Plus six and a half for Utah. And they're in Eugene. Yeah, I'm going to go Utah, uh, they're, Utah on that they're one. They're in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Oh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Utah. So I'm going to go Utah with the points on that one. Um, yeah, beating USC, I mean, with Oregon's defense not being too, too good. Especially if I don't think Cam Rising is going to play this season, but I think Oregon, uh, Utah can get it done. And again, if they can continue this, they beat USC and Oregon. I mean, sleeper. they got a, they got a sleeper's sleeper. chance of getting in the playoffs, especially going up against Washington soon. So, yeah, uh, hate to hate to keep it chalk. I think I'm going to take Utah with with the points they're getting. Um, uh, Kyle Whittingham, like I said earlier, is one of my favorite coaches in college football. Oregon, this is tough because Oregon can put up a lot of points. They also give up a lot of points. Uh, and Utah just won a shootout last week, and I think they'll at least be able to keep it within a touchdown here. Yeah, I think Oregon is USC light, so I'm taking Utah. Here we go. We need to make this one kind of quick. Tennessee at Kentucky, minus 3.5. Since Tennessee beat Alabama at home last year, they are 1-4 on the road in the SEC, and that only win comes at Vandy. They struggle on the road. Kentucky's coming off a bye. Tennessee coming off the loss in Tuscaloosa. What do you think, Connor, this time? Uh, Kentucky burned me with Georgia, like I said earlier, and I just the, – the stats that came out after that game that uh, Mark Stoops just does not beat good teams in the SEC East. And I'm not saying Tennessee is that good. But they hung around with Bama. I think they win this game. I'm going – I'll make it quick. Kroger Field under – is, is it 230? I think it is maybe. I, don't, I think so. I don't know. But under, at Kroger Field, nonetheless, college football powerhouse, I'm going with – Kentucky plus the points. Tennessee, their defense is, is, is still pretty good. Uh, Mark Stoops is a is a good mid coach, uh, but yeah, Tennessee. I think this is a brand defining game for Tennessee. Last year they built the brand that hey they might be good. This is a huge game for them, and it's not going to go their way at Kentucky. Next, we move on to the NFL. Bengals at the 49ers minus five and a half. The Bengals are coming off a bye. Niners are coming off a loss. Niners are three three and zero at home this year. Can Joe Burrow get it going this week against potentially Sam Darnold? That's what I'm saying. Hey, probably, probably not. That's my my pick. Joe Burrow not going to happen this week. I'm a fantasy owner. Not looking good for us. I'm taking the Niners minus five and a half. Five and a half, man. That's a that's, that's a, a bit that's a big spread. number. This is in Cincinnati. It's at the Niners. Ooh, okay, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a Niners win. Brock Purdy's stats before and after concussion was uh, was pretty – I think he only had 20 yards, and those, both those picks were, were after his supposed concussion. If he plays, I, I think he bounces back. If he doesn't, I think Sam Darnold is a serviceable enough quarterback in that style of offense. I think they win pretty, pretty handily. 
Yeah, Sam Darnold won some games last year. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals on this one. I just the 49ers have struggled these past couple weeks, especially again Brock Purdy just not doing well. But now it's Sam Darnold's time. But again, just Trent Williams being out, Debo Samuel's out. I'm not sure that's gonna be the case this week, but this I think this could be one of the last few jump starts chances the Bengals have of going far this year. So I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Yeah, Niners are banged up. Uh, heading in the wrong direction. Bengals are getting healthier, trending in the right direction. So even though they're on the road, I like them to at least keep it within a field goal. Not sure they'll win, um, but but I think they cover pretty easily. All right, last game of the week. I've got a new bet for us. This pick, this game, Eagles. It's bad we have only one minute. Oh, <laughs> Eagles oh, minus no. six and a half at the Commanders. This oh, is the no. first ever Boardroom Bowl. Boardroom Bowl. Boardroom Bowl number one. Boardroom Bowl. This is the 179th regular season meeting between these two teams. Commanders lead that, surprisingly, at 88-84 with six ties. But since 2010, the Eagles lead 16-11. to 11. Nelson, make it fast. I mean, what are you going <laughs> to say? Birds, baby. We're not We're not getting a stinker after that big win at Nelson in a football. The Commanders lost to the Giants, who are an anemic offense. That defense was supposed to be good. I mean, the offense is not good with Eric Enemy. Give me the Birds. Hey, Nelson. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles win this one. Just Also, I think they're going to win, and just to make Connor's mom happy with me for once so she doesn't hope something bad happens to me. Um, <laughs> Commanders, since the 2-0 start, have had on and off weeks. Uh, they got humiliated by Buffalo, then went into Philly and kept it really close, sent it to overtime. Um, I do not see that happening this week. ton of trade rumors uh, swirling with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Team does not seems like Ron Rivera's lost the locker room, and uh, they might hang around in this game. But I think the Eagles will pull away late. So, uh, unfortunately, we'll take the Eagles to cover. I'm gonna do it too. Eagles, Commanders, just not. left hand still up though. Yeah, it, it, Commanders off to a promising start. Not anymore. Eagles got it minus six and a half. And with that, that'll do it for our third episode of the board. We want to thank everyone for listening into the show today. If you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform a little bit later today. But until next Thursday at 7 p.m., for Connor, Kyle, Nelson, I'm Griggs Blankenberg. This has been The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. We thank you for listening. Have a great evening, everyone. And War Eagle. Thank you for joining us for this session of The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week, and this meeting of The Boardroom is officially adjourned.